At Alina Health, it's our mission to provide exceptional care, prevent illness, restore health, and provide comfort to all people in our community. Here's your host, Melanie Cole, with the WellCast. Autumn is arriving soon, which means the change in season can bring an onset of sneezing and sniffles. My guest today is Dr. Kenneth Johns. He specializes in allergy and immunology and practices at Alina Health Coon Rapids Clinic and Alina Health Maple Grove Clinic. Welcome to the show, Dr. Johns. What kind of allergies are we seeing most in the fall? Because up to 30 million people suffer from these. The biggest problem in our falls is the fall weed pollens with ragweed being uh, probably the most important. Um, sometimes uh, a little later in the fall, it can be outdoor mold, but our, uh, our ragweed is probably our worst. Um, very predictable season. It starts about August 15th every year and, until there's a hard frost, and that usually ends it. Those outdoor mold um, season can start a little earlier and last a little longer than that. In the fall, people also come up with colds at the end of the summer. How do we tell the difference between the sniffling and the sneezing that we're getting and maybe what's just turning out to be a fall cold? It can be really hard to tell them apart. In in general, when it's allergy, it itches more. There's more itching of the eyes and nose. Um, but basically, it's the duration. You know, a, a cold, a, a viral upper respiratory tract infection, it might last a week or 10 days. Whereas uh, an, an allergy, for example, if you're allergic to that ragweed, um, that can go on for weeks or even a month or so. Um, so really, it's it's the duration um, that, that helps you tell them apart, but it can be tough. And how do you test a child or an adult for allergies? Are we still doing, because people think of allergy tests as being a ton of little shots, and what are you doing now? We have two basic ways that we test for allergies. There's the traditional skin testing, which I think we've uh, fine-tuned over the years. They're, they're mostly epicutaneous is the technical term for um, what is sometimes called scratch tests or skin tests. So drops of um, uh, materials that you might be allergic to are put on the skin and then scratched, and we look for um, a welt to develop that would indicate a positive skin test. Um, they are... Um, are um, not as not as painful, not as uh, uncomfortable as as you might think. Um, our second option is the uh, um, blood tests that are done. It's it's a way of measuring sensitivity to specific allergens um, using blood. Which um, there are different types, but uh, they're basically um, equally accurate. Um, in, in most cases, they're the same accuracy as the skin test. Sometimes there's patient preferences over one type of test or the other, but again, I'm going to say they're equally accurate. People so go outside, is fine. and I'm people sorry. go outside in the fall, and they rake leaves, and it's such a beautiful time of year. How do we treat those fall allergies? Aside from staying inside, we want to be out in it, but there's those triggers. So, what are the treatments for fall allergies? Well, I, we, we uh, most of the time really discourage people from staying indoors, um, but um, we have good treatments for for uh, seasonal allergies. Um, medication 
wise, we have um, a variety of antihistamines, both prescription and over-the-counter, that help a lot with the sneezing and the itching. Um, I would say the gold standard for medication is the topical steroid um, nasal sprays, which are extremely effective for most of the allergy symptoms. Um, They're a little bit tricky to use. You have to use them daily, and they may take a couple of weeks to have full effect. So you you do want to anticipate and start them early in the season. They can be very very effective, and um, with with good medication, people can participate in outdoor activities um, fully. Um, When medications fail, we have uh, the traditional allergy shots. Um, They're a type of um, allergic desensitization where very small amounts of the allergen, let's say the ragweed, for example, is given as a shot um, to desensitize um, a person against the the ragweed pollen when they encounter it. Um, This is a very time-consuming treatment, and uh, basically the shots are given year-round for four or five years to to give uh, um, tolerance to the allergen. Um, the newest wrinkle in, in immunotherapy or inducing tolerance is oral immunotherapy. Um, and I'm, I'm going to quote Lauren Michaels here and say not quite ready for prime time. The, the um, oral immunotherapy is really only good for a couple of our allergens, including the ragweed, and we're not quite sure where that's going. Um, it's been sort of a, a tricky uh, type of treatment to study. Uh, but it is uh, approved and it is available. Um, we'll see where that one goes. Are there any all-natural remedies that you recommend to treat allergies? Do you like nasal lavage, doing neti pots, anything? You know, do you believe in, in air filters or certain allergy-reducing pillows? Or are there anything you like to tell your your patients to do for behavior modification and lifestyle? Well, there there's certainly a lot of things that have been discussed, and certainly a, a lot of um, treatments that are um, are suggested. But the data is not great uh, for a lot of those things. So, for example, air filters and air cleaners. It stands a reason that you should be able to remove the pollen from the air indoors. And I'm going to say that that um, it's not clear if we can really do that with uh, air cleaners and air filters. Um, a neti pot, a saline lavage, is very helpful for other nasal conditions. Uh, for example, a viral illness or a sinusitis. Um, but for allergy, not so much. Um, obviously, you can have a combination of the two problems. But um, um, my allergy patients are not as impressed with saline lavage or neti pot as my sinusitis patients are. Um, the the uh, other treatments that you alluded to, again, some people find some improvement, but the, the data really isn't there to support them for the most part. Are allergies something that you're going to take with you for your whole life? If you've got them as a child and you're allergic to things in the fall, is this something that you're going to ever outgrow or is it something you can look forward to every year? Most people do outgrow their pollen allergies. Um, the most common natural history is where they sort of come on in the late teens, early 20s, and peak in the 20s and 30s, and then just sort of gradually fade away. Um, so, so most people will out- outgrow them. Now, sometimes those those specific allergies can be replaced by other conditions that sort of sound like allergy. 
uh, vasomotor rhinitis or the other non-allergic, you know, nasal conditions can sometimes worsen over time and and kind of sound like allergies but really aren't and do respond to different treatments, which is very frustrating to patients and doctors alike. Um, but I'm going to say most of us well outgrow our, our pollen allergies. In just the last minute, Dr. Johns, if you would give us your best advice on how to reduce fall seasonal allergies or treat them if we just must endure them. Well, um, again, our, our uh, medication options are, are quite good. Um, we can significantly reduce symptoms and uh, again, my goal is to get people outdoors and doing whatever activities they want to do outdoors. We have we have good treatments for that. Um, again, immunotherapy allergy shots are sort of our last resort. And for the right patient with the right allergy, they can be very helpful. Thank you so much. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.